Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of FT Life After the Military. I'm your host, Tony Rodriguez. And so today, uh, you know, there's just a few things that I want to talk about, right? Um, so one, I want to talk about um, what helped me out in when I was transitioning out of the military. Uh, you know, I, I've talked about um, the programs that are available. Uh, well, for me, what really helped me out was uh, attending job fairs. I didn't attend... I attended two in person and then three that were virtual. And uh, I got some benefits out of each one, right? At least with the ones that were in person, I was able to practice my, uh, just my introduction and go over really quickly in, you know, a minute or two of who I was and what, what I was going to bring to the organization. The virtual ones, they were a little bit different, right? It's basically like you're in a, a chat room and, uh, so you really don't get um, to practice talking to anyone, but it was still beneficial because I got some one-on-one time with uh, recruiters, right? And so they uh, helped me out by looking at my resume and just telling me if, if they thought I was a fit for the company or not. And some of them told me, hey, just apply, send your resume directly to this person, to the hiring manager, right? And then tell them, hey, what that we had a discussion, how they, how we met and just, they helped me out. Right. Um, they helped me cut through a, a lot of the barriers that were there that would have been there for a typical applicant. So I appreciate that. So if you're leaving the military, I recommend, uh, attending one of these job fairs because it's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. If anything else, it'll help you to, uh, you know, just learn how to dress properly for an interview Again, when I went to the job fairs here at Fort Bragg, I was surprised at how many people would just showed up in jeans and a T-shirt. There was a kid from my unit in jeans, T-shirt, and a baseball cap. There were, um, you know, the job fair was open to everyone, to veterans, um, to um, military spouses, to um, anybody affiliated with the military in any way, shape, or form, right? Um, so you had some young kids, you know, that were about 18, 19. They were going there. They never applied for a job. So they were, you know, shorts, workout shorts and tank tops and just not dressed appropriately for, for a job fair or for an interview. And, and that's okay because they're young and it's an opportunity just to learn, right? Um, throughout my life and especially my military career, um, we had this, uh, I don't know why, but there's always this idea that you only get one shot to do something. And if you don't, then uh, you're going to, then you just blew it and you wasted your opportunity and there's no second chances. Like, well, that that's just stupid, right? Because this is life and you have as many chances as you want. It's, it's, you have an infinite amount of chances um, as long as you're willing to put in the work and, and keep trying. Um, this, that leads me to an, um, I guess my second point, right? Um, so this week there was a gentleman uh, on my LinkedIn, um, network uh who posted something about that he it's been a few months and he hasn't found uh a job yet right and uh he stated that he's sent out numerous resumes applications and he's heard from people um i guess recruiters who would tell him who, who have told him hey this is a very impressive resume 
And I just want to let everyone out there who's listening to this know right now, if you ever hear that from a recruiter or hiring manager, hey, this resume is really impressive. They're just being straight sarcastic. That's like when people tell me stuff and I'm just being a jackass, right? And somebody will tell me something and, you know, I'll respond with uh, the whole, wow, you should be very proud of yourself. Well, that's me being a jackass. And when a recruiter tells you, hey, uh, you know, you have a very impressive resume, that's just them uh, blowing sunshine up your behind um, because they don't want to tell you, hey, you're not a fit. We're not going to hire you. You're not going to move on to the next phase. Um, Have a good life. It's easier just to say something like that. So then you'll hang up, you'll feel good. And if you ever call back, they'll just ignore your phone calls, right? Um, But the resume was, it was too long. It was like three pages. They're trying to put a three-year military career onto their regular resume. And that's just too much. Nobody's going to read that. And it was still written in a military style. It's like, I understand we did 20, 30 years, however long we did, right? Maybe you were just in four years. You have to get out of the habit of of military writing. Military writing is the most nonsensical thing I have ever seen in my life. It makes no sense. Again, I hold three masters. I'm not the best writer in the world. I know this. So every draft, every paper I turn in goes through at least five drafts. I've had E7s and officers correct my writing in the military, which was correct, but it wasn't military standard and which military standard is whatever you feel like on that day. So if you're writing in the military style for your regular resume, for your civilian resume, you're just hurting yourself. You need to have somebody else who is not in the military or who's been out of the military for a while look at your resume so they can tell you, hey, this works or this doesn't. You might want to try this. Just give you some advice, all right? And, you know, I hate that term, being thick-skinned. That's just stupid. Um, But what I do recommend is just being open to um, suggestions. You you don't have to take it. It's your life. You do what you want. Um, But... If what you're doing isn't working and it's been several months, you might want to try to change something. Just my suggestion. Um, So I reached out to this gentleman and I asked him like what they wanted to do. And so I um, reached out to the people in my network and passed on his information. I don't know if he's gotten any emails or phone calls. Uh, I wish him the best of luck. I, I hope you win. You know, go be a champion, right? Just like my daughter and my grandbaby say. Um, but there was a list of things, uh, jobs that he want, wanted to do. And if if you're in the military and you're looking for human resources, a, a job in human resources, you have to understand that human resources outside the military entails a lot more than what we do. Human resources in the military is basically administrative assistant. You're a secretary. It's like, yes, and I know there are a lot of 42 alphas out there that are going to be offended by that. Oh, wow. That's what you guys are. No offense. It's you guys are just secretaries, man. (laughs) That's it. Right. And human resources on the outside is a lot more. So you need to have some sort of paper that says, hey, I understand 
the whole process of human resources outside of the military. And there are programs that allow you to get these certifications. It's up to you to reach out when you're a year to six months out, you need to start researching on how to get these certifications. You have six months from the time you get out, six months, all right, where you're allowed to go do an internship. Take advantage of that. Go get these certifications, right? He also listed on there project management. Yes, I understand that. I understand that because we're in the military, we all say we're project managers. You need a piece of paper. You need something saying that you understand the terminology in project management, right? Um, if five years ago, if somebody asked me, well, are you, a, are you a scrum master? I would have been totally offended because that sounds very insulting. Um, but when you go through uh, the PMP process, right, uh, the program, like you, un- you start to learn what these, these terms are. Right. And you start to learn the difference between waterfall and agile. It's all stuff that we've done. Okay. It's just a different terminology and you need to learn that terminology. So you, when you're, if you're, if you get to an interview and the hiring manager is asking you these questions, you don't get stumped. You're able to respond. So again, if you're six months out, like take advantage of these programs even if you're out already, go. There's programs for veterans that will allow you to get your PMP certification. If you have a bachelor's degree, then it's fewer actual hours doing projects that you need. If you have an associate's, then it's a little more. And if you have neither, then it's you're going to have, I don't know, I think it's like 60 months. Um, and if, if you have a bachelor's, it's only 36 months of uh, project management experience to get the certification, you know, and you take the one week class and then you pass the test. It's not difficult. Um, But you can put all these titles on there that you want and that's great, but you need something to back it up. You, You need some piece of paper saying, Hey, I have some skills. You can't expect companies to just hire you and then train you. This, it, you're not in the military anymore. In the military, okay, you sign up, boom, we're going to start paying you. Here you go. We're going to make sure, you know, if you're married, okay, then we're going to give you money for housing. We're going to give you money for so you can eat. Military, military takes care of you, right? And you can show up as a blank slate. That's not how it works on the outside. Private companies need you to be have some sort of skill, some sort of document, certification, diploma, saying that you Know what you're doing. You need to be an asset. Just showing up and say, hey, I'm willing to work if you train me. You're not an asset. You're a liability. And you need to understand that, okay? Um, You know, we're all a work in process. You know, we're all trying to be better. Um, So every day you have to try try something else. Try, you know, a different approach, a different way of thinking, you know, today I woke up and I just just wasn't feeling very, I guess, a little cranky, right? And uh, I woke up and uh, it was eight and I had my day all planned. And, you know, I'm not in the military anymore. So I just went back to sleep because uh, what's my plan on a Saturday now? Like, I don't, there's no plan. Right? My plan is whatever I want it to be. 
So I went back to sleep for a couple of hours and then, uh, you know, I decided to get up, drink some coffee. And then I went for a, a jog, right? Because that makes me happy running and uh, listening to some music. And then I came home and just sat around and I'm probably not going to do anything the rest of the day. Probably just do this podcast and read a book. And that's okay because we need to uh, decompress, right? We need to, uh, you know, relax. Uh, when we were in the military, we were like, you know, a race car, right? We were redlining all the time. Well, what happens to a race car if you redline all the time? Eventually that car is going to break down, right? And so when we get out, we have to realize that we don't have to be at the limit every second of every day anymore. It's okay to just, you know, what? Eh. I don't feel like doing anything today, so I'm not. Now, you know, I'm a work in process, like I said, um, just trying to be better. Um, so yesterday uh, I went to the gym in the morning before I went to work, right? And there's a lot of people here by my house, a lot of veterans and, you know, a lot of retirees, a lot of uh, just former military people, whatever you want to call them, jackasses, you know, whatever. And uh, there was one gentleman uh, that I was talking to, and I guess his friend showed up, and we were talking about cars. Because, um, like I said, you know, I want to buy a, a, a Jaguar, you know, because, you know, that David Coverdale Whitesnake uh, video from back in the 80s, right? Ever since I saw that, it's like, man, I, I want a Jaguar. So I'm going to buy a Jaguar in the next few years. Um, but we were talking about, like, uh, working on cars. And I told him, you know, I don't like doing that. That's, that's like, work. That, that never relaxed me. I, I, I hate it. And his friend came up, and, you know, I could see where the gentleman was coming from because he comes up and he starts insulting me. It's like, oh, man, you're afraid of getting your hands dirty. Oh, you're a little girl. Ha, ha, ha. And just saying a bunch of stupid stuff. And, you know, when I was in the military, I would have looked at him and told him to go F himself or, you know, go choke himself. Um, but I'm not in the military anymore. So, you know, I just ignored him and he got upset and <laughs> he went through like, I don't know, six different emotions in the span of 30 seconds. And I understand where he was coming from. He just, he's just wants, he's lonely, right? He's a retiree. I don't know what he does, but he was used to just, he never moved on for him. That's what life is. To make friends, you show up and you insult them. Um, okay, if that's what you want to do, sure. You know, I wasn't rude to him, but I'm not going to respond to you if you're, if you're insulting me, if I've never met you before. That's just insane. I'm not going to give you the time of day, right? Um, so, you know, he got upset and then it looked like he got depressed. And then, I, I don't know. Eventually, he came around and said, hey, man, I'm sorry he apologized which is fine. You know, I have, I don't know him. So I don't wish anything bad on him. I also don't wish anything good on him because I, I don't know this person. So, you know, best of luck and see you later. Right. Well, 30 minutes later, I finished working out and uh, there's another gentleman who starts talking. And again, it just seems like he just wants a friend, uh, but he's talking about just random stuff, the other gym and, you know, I was running a little late, but, you know, I, I'm trying to be a little bit more open-minded, a little bit of a better person, you know, just trying to be like my daughter and my granddaughter tell me, you know, just be nice, Grandpa, just be nice. 
And so I sat there and I talked to him and I, I listened to what he had to say. And, you know, it was like 15 minutes of my life. Um, but that's okay. He seemed to be happy and he walked away and said, hey, man, I hope you have a good day. And then he turned around and, you know, wished me a, a Merry Christmas. And so, you know, I, I don't know if I made his day any better, but I know I didn't make it any worse where previously, uh, while I was in the military, I would have told, just told him, hey, you know, I'm not interested in talking to you. Can you please leave me alone? Which would have been polite, but still would have been rude at the same time. Um, so, you know, I'm just trying to be a little bit better. And that's what I recommend for everybody else is like, just try something different. It, You know, the best mile I ever ran in my life was that. Four, like four minutes and I think like 33 seconds. That was 15 years ago, right? I'll, I'll never run that time again. But it's not like I woke up, um, you know, the first time I ran, I think I, I ran a mile. I think it took me about, I don't know, 11 minutes and my legs just cramped up. They seized up, right? So you have to practice, right? And I put a lot of time and effort into um, getting to that point down to four minutes and 33 seconds, Um so that's what we have to do with everything, right? Even applying for jobs, even, you know, you have to practice your interview process. Um, again, you know, I make fun of a lot of guys who have beards. Um, and, and if you want to have a beard, that's fine. If you want to have, you know, the Alvis Alf, uh, sideburns, go ahead. Um, you're retired. You do whatever you want. For the longest time, I kept talking about that I was going to grow out the the skullet, you know, the, the hoaxer just – you know, grow out the hair on the side in the back and just have long hair and be bald up on top, right? Um, well, I couldn't imagine going into a job interview looking like that. Um, they they just wouldn't take me serious. So if, if you want to grow a beard or whatever, and yes, I know people are going to say, well, they can't hold that against you. It's like, no, they can't. But how are you going to prove that they did? It's almost impossible. So, you know, it's your choice. You're an adult. You do whatever you want. But, you know, just if you're going to, if you're looking for a job, you might want to, you know, clean yourself up a bit and make yourself look presentable and practice your job interview. Um, you know, what you would say, uh, how you would dress, you know, ask somebody to look at your resume and just put in the effort. I'm not saying people aren't, but we're not going to get jobs just because we're we're veterans. Nobody's just nobody's lining up outside of Fort Bragg or any of these military installations just waiting for us to get out of the military. Hey, you, did you just retire? Hey, I got a, a job for you to make two hundred thousand a year. That that's not the case. So, you know. I guess if you want to start your own business, you could do whatever you want and have whatever attitude. And but other than that, I don't I don't know uh, how you're going to be successful if if you don't put in the work to just be better. Okay, so um, you know I, I wanted to have some uh, some admin notes, right? So admin notes for the show. So. Uh, I've stated, right, I was accepted into my PhD program, so I'm going to start in January. Along with that, I have a leadership uh, program that I also signed up from the University of Virginia. 
Um, it shouldn't be too time consuming, but I'm also signing up for my data analytics class from UNC Chapel Hill. Uh, so all those three combined is going to take up a bit of time. So uh, starting in January, it's just we're, I'm dropping down to one episode a week. Um, just because when doing these episodes when it's just me is pretty easy. But if I have to, uh, when I have a guest, it requires a bit of time. Um, so definitely uh, starting January 1st, it's going to be just one episode a week and it's going to be Fridays. Also, on Thanksgiving Day, I don't know what happened, but um, my typical downloads, you know, like who listens to this, right? Just uh, veterans, people I know, um, been advertising on Facebook, so there are a few people catching in. So, again, if, you, if you've downloaded, if you just you know, found this on Facebook or on, on Twitter or on LinkedIn, thank you for listening. I appreciate all of you. I hope you get some, you're getting something out of this. Um, but on Thanksgiving day, I had 900 downloads and, uh, that was amazing. I'm not sure where this came from. There were downloads all across the United States and all over, um, the world. So for me, that was like an early Christmas present. So thank you very much. Um, and I was actually laughing because, you know, I like stupid humor, right? And, uh, my program to show me a, a graph, right. Of, of all the downloads. Well, that day that's the only day where I had anything over 30 downloads. Right. So it looks, there's just this one day with this giant spike. Right. So if you look at it, if you look at it from, from the computer, if you look at the graph, it looks like a, a fist, um, but with the middle finger up. So I thought that was hilarious. So thank you very much. Uh, all the downloads were uh, a nice surprise. And then, you know, just that little surprise of uh, the computer giving me the finger, I, I think was hilarious. Um, so thank you very much. Um, also, uh, um, no, I'm sorry. Uh, I know I get sidetracked. I get, uh, you know, lost in thought sometimes again, five concussions. I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm doing the best I can here. Um, so along with that on Facebook, right. Um, thank you for all the downloads, but, uh, you know, people have commented on the, the Facebook uh, page, and, and I appreciate it, and I value everybody's opinion. Um, you know, I'm just trying to make this a little bit better. Um, but again, I just ask everybody, hey, um, you know, I understand, like, people are upset with the government, and people are upset with uh, politicians. Um, well, let's see what we can do to try to make our, our little part of the world, our, our community better instead of just, you know, being keyboard ninjas uh, and just commenting on Twitter or Facebook or wherever else, whatever other social media you're, you're on. Um, you know, why don't you just try to get out there? If you don't want to volunteer to help out veterans or the homeless, or if you don't want to do any volunteer work, that's fine. But why don't you participate in your local government? You're, you're part of the community. You're a citizen. You can go to these, town meetings and you're able to voice your opinion and tell them, Hey, I think you're a jackass and they have to listen to you. Now they may ask you to please not put it in that, in those words, but they have to give you time to speak your mind on, you know, whenever it's a, whenever they have an open session. So that's all I'm asking is instead of, uh, you know, being a keyboard ninja, like just get up and, just try to help out. Um, 
there was one gentleman who was on there who commented on that I shouldn't uh, advertise the military because the military is a, just a terrorist organization. Um, again, I, I totally disagree with that. But, you know, if you're an American. You're, you're allowed to have your opinion. I don't agree with it. Um, but that's his opinion, and he's entitled to it. And I hope that he, if, instead of just getting on Facebook and commenting on my on my podcast, that he's actually doing something in it, in his community to help people. Then, if, if he thinks that the military is not beneficial for uh, people in his community, then I I hope that he's out there trying to help the youth and the elderly and everyone else in his community to live a better life and find alternatives. To, uh, so they don't have to join the military, you know, cause yeah, like I, I, like I said, if you want to get on social media and call me names, that's fine. It's like, you're going to have to come up with something pretty good. Cause I've been over, you know, to a few places on this planet. I've been called a lot of names. And uh, so all I ask is if you're going to call me something, just, you know, put in, put in some effort, be creative about it, you know, cause if you're just going to say, Hey, you're dumb. I've heard that. You're you're fat. Like, come on. I've been called, I've been told I was fat since I was like about five years old. So I mean, come on, man. Like, put some effort into it. Like, nobody likes a, a you know. Don't be lazy. Just don't be lazy. You know. Um, so I don't know about anyone else, but I had a very good Thanksgiving. I had a very good time, and I hope everyone else did. The um, you know, holidays are coming up, um, whatever you um, celebrate. I hope you all have a good time. Um, just so everyone knows, next week we will have one episode uh, for sure on Monday, maybe another one. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Reno, and uh, we may uh, I have some business out there, but I'm going to stop in at a, a concert while I'm out there, so we might have some footage from the concert, and uh, we'll see how it goes, right? I'm going to meet Drew out there, and we're going to – I'm just going to have some, some fun out there, you know, take care of business with what I have to do for my job. And then, uh, after that, you're going to go to this concert and have a good time. Um, you know, we all have goals, right? We want to do things. Like I said, when I left the military, when I had a, a plan, I was going to, you know, drive across the country. I was going to go to baseball games Well, I, this job, uh, was more important for me to get a job. So I took this one, um, when, when it was offered to me. That doesn't mean I'm not going to – I'm still going to go watch baseball games. I'm just going to do them – you know, the major leagues isn't going out of business, right? So there will be a season next year. And if they strike, well, then I'm, well, then I'm sure there will be one the year after. So um, I'm just going to take weekend trips and just fly out to um, everywhere except for California because I don't want to see any games in California. <laughs> uh, I live there for – better part of my life. And I just don't want to go back. Um, if you live there, more power to you. Um, I, but I don't want to watch games there. I can watch the Dodgers up in any, you know, go to DC or go down to Florida and see them there or down in Atlanta. Um, so I hope everybody has a good, a good weekend. Um, please just remember, Hey, let's just try to improve. Let's try to help each other out. Let's try to, uh, just be better and, be open to change. Um, also remember your mental health and your physical health is very important. Um, we're not in the military anymore. You don't have to go hundred miles an hour. You don't have to redline every second of every day anymore. Like I said, I woke up this morning and I was just, 
you know what, just not so much. I just wanted to go back to sleep. So that's what I did. And uh, so until next time, you know, I hope uh, if you're watching uh, any football games, I hope your team wins. Um, unless it's TCU, I hope they lose because um, I want Bama to get into the playoffs. So we'll talk to you next time. Uh, remember, you are special. You are important. You have something that makes you unique. Identify what that is and then, you know, maximize that. And then uh, you'll be successful in life. I know you will. All right. So we'll talk to you later. Zot, zot, zot. And roll tide.